I am now a firm believer in celebrating the wins of my team, big or small. The celebration is the easiest way to influence motivation. You're listening to Beyond Leadership. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski, and I want to use the lessons I've learned from 15 years of leadership experience in business, politics, nonprofit, and the military to help you break through the BS of everyone else's expectations so you can lead as your authentic self. Join me every week as I give you tangible ways you can have more influence, more cohesion, more innovation, and more peace of mind when you lay your head down at night. Because leadership is about so much more than just leading. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey y'all, okay. So we are gonna start this off right away with a question. How many times have you heard or seen Someone on social media talk about celebrating the small wins and thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Maybe kind of juvenile. Total bullshit, right? Okay. I get that. I do data analytics for a living. I'm in the military. We celebrate wins like we got Osama bin Laden. Pretty significant win, right? So what a small win. What even is that? I I was in that place. I get that. But I am now a firm believer in celebrating the wins of my team, big or small. And all of this changed when I took a new position and I started leading a team and I casually started mentioning throughout the day like, hey, good job on this. I saw that you made progress on this project you were working on. You're doing a really good job. And I noticed a difference in my team. Why? Because the long-term positive effects are scientifically proven. And I have seen it firsthand, that huge difference that recognizing small daily wins can actually make. Celebrating these small daily wins of your team. This isn't just a a here and there practice. It's got to be daily. Why? Because small daily wins... Make your people feel like they're making progress, progress on their projects, creative progress, right? Progress leads to innovation. Innovation leads to solving problems before they even happen. And if you can solve problems before they actually become problems, well, damn, there you are on your way to success, scalability, infinite income, like there's nothing you can't do if you are anticipating the needs of your customers and of your clients and and your team is on that kind of a a role. Big wins are great, don't get me wrong, but they're rare. Celebrating those small wins helps your team feel like they're contributing. So Harvard Business Review did a, a project, a survey, and what they talked about was the progress principle. So they said, of all the things that can boost your emotions and motivations and perceptions during a given workday, the single most important is making progress on meaningful work. So what does that even mean? 
making progress on meaningful work. It means the more people feel that sense of progress that they're doing well, the more likely they are to be creatively productive in the long run. And like I said, if you're looking to scale your organization, not celebrating these daily wins is going to hurt you. It's going to stifle your team. It's going to stifle their creativity because the celebration is the easiest way to influence motivation. So let's talk about motivation here for a second because there's two kinds of motivation, okay? You have your internal motivation and you have your external motivation. External motivation is like a working for a prize. If you're in a, a network marketing company, it's it's working for a, a trip or a car or a piece of jewelry. That's an external motivation. That doesn't work because as soon as they get that prize, that, that external factor, right, the motivation goes away unless you supply something else. So you have to keep going back and keep saying, okay, well, you did that and I gave you this. Now, if you do this, look at the thing that I'll give you now, right? That's, it's not sustainable. It doesn't work. Motivation needs to be internal. It's going to make your team want to work for you. It's that, that feeling of belonging to an organization, desire to do well for not just your boss, but for the people around you and for the mission of what you're doing. So I once worked for this one leader. I will never in my life forget him. He is the kind of person that if he called me right now as I'm sitting here recording this podcast, if my phone went off and he called me and said, Sarah, pack your bags. We're going to war and I need you to come. We leave tomorrow. Holy shit. But I would say yes, sir, right away. Because I so fully believe in him and his ability to lead and his desire to take care of his people that I know leaving my kid, leaving my family, leaving my job, leaving everything that I know, I know that I would be okay because I want to work for a person like that man. And that's the kind of leader that I strive to be too. To truly be a good leader means to be a leader that people want to be led by, that people want to follow. Because, right, if you have no following, are you really a leader? Damn, right? Okay, let me say that again louder for the people in the back. If nobody wants to follow you, are you even a leader? Maybe you're a manager, maybe you're a boss, but I would argue, hell no, you are not a leader unless people follow you and people are not going to follow you unless they freaking want to. So you have to make them want to. No, not forcibly, but by showing them that you are a kind, compassionate, loving leader. That's what's going to make people want to follow you. That's what's going to make you a leader in the first place. And now this is where we get back to that internal motivation piece, right? That stuff that comes from within that makes people want to follow you, that makes you a good leader. That's true motivation. And true motivation also helps to act as a catalyst, according to the Harvard Business Review. Now they talk about catalyst in that it's going to, along with the positive emotions, you're going to have associated with those daily wins, people are going to want to work with your team want the organization to do well, 
want to see that change in the language and you're going to hear a change in the language of your people. They want to support others. They want to support you as their leader. They come out more encouraging, uh, more willing to work together, more creative, more productive. So that internal motivation acts as a catalyst to get all these other things going, which again, celebrating those daily wins, that's a catalyst. It's going to help you scale your business because all these other good things are going to be happening. Your people are going to have all sorts of motivation to do well. You could experiment with this and I I really wouldn't recommend it, but you could go ahead and try celebrating these daily wins and seeing the change in your people and then maybe the next week not or worse pointing out all of the flaws among your team. I know every team has flaws and sometimes yes we have to point them out and sometimes yes we need to do that in order to make the whole better or to correct behaviors or actions that we don't want to see in our organizations. Totally makes sense. I'm I'm with you 100%. But pointing out flaws for the sake of pointing out flaws and not talking about what you can do to improve criticism that isn't constructive, just criticism for the sake of criticizing, that's also a catalyst, but that's going to push you in the other direction. So I would say, okay, go ahead, do this experiment where if you're not talking about daily wins, start doing it. Do it every day for a week. It doesn't have to be formal. Just say it in passing. Make sure your team knows how they're appreciated and what they're doing well throughout the week. So, okay, we're talking about doing it, right? You know why. It's a catalyst to all these great, amazing changes, but how? Three points here. One, first and foremost, you have to establish a positive climate. And you can do that by getting to know your people. And I know I talk about this all the time, but you need to know your people. This is a lesson that I wish I had learned so much earlier in my career because I thought that I was in this leadership position and that I could get by just based on my rank and not having to to do the work and get to know the people. And there was this, uh, I don't know, almost cynical backstory to the military where you can't be friends and you can't be close to the people who are below you. And I get that there's, there's a time and a place, but that doesn't mean you can't get to know your people means maybe don't go out to the bar on Saturday night and get drunk with your people, but it doesn't mean don't get to know them. My leadership team, I can now tell you their kids' names, their spouses' names, their dogs' names, how long they've been married, uh, what's going on in their lives. Oh, that little Timmy had a soccer game last week. And you know what that does? That establishes that positive climate that allows me to ask questions, get to know them, And then it makes it so that when I do compliment their good work or when I do have to give constructive criticism on the converse, it's not weird. It's not awkward. It's not a, why is she talking to me? Because I talk to them all the time. I know them and I know how they're going to respond to both the criticisms and to the praise. And I can tailor that to the person based on their personality. So establish positive climate, right? Number two, you have to pay attention. Seems so simple that it's almost silly, right? Pay attention to your team. Know their work. Not just the the trivial 
base of what they're doing. Like, oh yeah, that's the guy in HR. No, you have to know the meaningful work that they do. Because part of this whole celebrating the wins, right? We talk about celebrating progress in meaningful work. So not the the ins and outs, the daily life, like, oh, you checked your email, congratulations. So did everyone else in America. We're talking about the meaningful work, the, oh, you fixed 17 pay issues. You corrected uh, this person's documentation for whatever it was that they were doing, or you solved this huge problem. Maybe not even you solved this huge problem, but you figured out where the error in the formula was that is going to allow us to solve this problem. So know them, know their work, their meaningful work, and be genuine. That's the third point. And again, this is a common theme. Authenticity, but you need to come from a place of checking in, not from micromanaging. If you are checking in, but really just checking in to see that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, that's not going to be well received. I'm sure everyone can think of a time when they had a boss or a manager who would quote unquote check in with them, but all it was is, are you doing what I told you to do exactly how I told you to do it at the exact time that I told you to do it? Kind of unnecessary, right? We're all adults. We can get things done on our own. And if you don't trust someone enough to do the job that you hired them to do, maybe you should rethink that hiring strategy in the first place. So checking in from a place of actually wanting to learn about their job, learn what they're doing, and then using that to find those small daily wins is going to be pivotal in the growth of your organization. So I started off with a question, and I'm going to end with a question today. Where have you won this week? Because celebrating these wins isn't just for our team, it's for us too, right? As leaders, we want to be the most creative, authentic, productive people we possibly can be for our organizations, for our teams, for our businesses, for ourselves, for our families, right? So we need to celebrate our wins as well. So I ask again, where have you won this week? I genuinely want to know. I truly want to celebrate with you. So shout me out on social media. Let me know you listened to today's episode of the podcast. And let me know where you won. I cannot wait to celebrate with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.